This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. If you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We will talk to you about whatever you want, so we continue, uh, well... Continue for tonight, I guess. Taking your phone calls. Uh, and then coming up here, we'll find out what happened today in court for some of the free staters in New Hampshire. But let's start with your calls and talk to Matthew in California. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Mark. Ian, good evening. Welcome hey, back. Um, I'm calling to um, do the second part of the interview of this five-parter that we're going to be doing this week. Okay. Oh, that's uh, right. You're, is... uh, you're, you're, doing, you're asking us questions for a paper that you have in college on uh, how to become a radio talk show host. Does that sound about right? That's correct. Exactly correct, sir. That's right. why I do this crap for a living. <laughs> that's, a, that's called a recap. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, gentlemen. So what's it going to be um, tonight? Go ahead. Uh, ten, tonight we'll start off with, has there been a particular project or event that has been significantly influential to your direction of your career? And if so, which, um, expand on it, please. Has there been a project or event that has been significantly influential on our career? I, I would say that, uh, you know, that for me, um, it, it appears as though the, uh, the situation is the, the ABCs of selling. Um, always be selling. Um, you know, I, I understand that it doesn't actually say ABC, but that's the rule. Always be selling. Always be closing, I guess is what it's actually supposed to be. And Ian and I have always been, um, whether, you know, overtly or covertly, whether we've been doing it consciously or unconsciously, pushing towards this event. Um, it, you know, the, the first sort of weird thing that happened was Ian told me about, and I wasn't Ian's close friend or anything like that when we worked together. He just said to me, you know, we'd, we'd chat now and then at the station. Um, we were closer in age than a lot of the coworkers, and he said that he wanted to be a radio talk show host. And I thought, hmm, how nice! And <laughs> um, <laughs> within the station, uh, one of the station that he happened to be working on, Flip Formats, and he was uh, board operating on some talk shows. Um, it flipped from rock and roll to a sort of hot talk format. And I mentioned to the uh, the manager, uh, the general manager, that hey, this guy wants to be um, a radio talk show host. He's working on a talk station. Seems like there's some room there. And, and he mentioned, uh, he said that I should, uh, you know, tell him to get him an air check. And I don't know whether I ever did that or not. Ian, did I ever tell you that Jim said to get him an air check? Or... I don't recall anything like okay, that. Okay, so I think I just dropped the ball on that one in particular. But Ian then got <laughs> Jim an air check. Um, and so, you know, he was he was constantly pushing for uh, for the show and managed to pull it off. And then... You know, the show kind of, after the, that station went away, the show kind of went into a sort of a hibernation, hiatus situation. And um, he, Ian was working at the station that I managed at that time. And he was doing essentially uh, the program director's job to some extent. And he was talking to somebody about getting uh, the Harry Brown show on uh, 1220 AM, WIBQ in Sarasota, Florida. And how many events is this? It's, 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 it's a significant <laughs> event. Which, which one of these is the significant event? I'm, I'm, think, I'm talking about a, a state of mind here. And I didn't see you piping in with anything, pal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a good story. I'm just curious. The, best, the, the, the biggest event I, is – go ahead. 
I, I ran out of ink. <laughs> the biggest event, <laughs> the first thing you need as a talk show host is to have a lot of hot air. Um, the the first the, the biggest event, the one the most important one was Ian made a telephone call to uh, you know GCN in order to get uh, Her- the Harry Brown show, and essentially unsolicited offered his show to them uh, as I asked him if they were looking for any program. Yeah, so I mean he was always looking for the opportunity and I think that that was probably the biggest thing is just a frame of mind of always looking for the next opportunity. Okay, so you want to get anything in there? Yes. Uh you know what Mark that was an excellent choice. <laughs> I was going to say that mm, the most significant event as far as in the history of all Free Talk Live, you know, that would certainly probably qualify. In the syndicated history of the show, I would say, probably adding WFLA in Florida. That was a pretty significant event for us. I mean, Tampa, Florida, I believe, is market number 17 or something like that. So it's a top 20 market. And, of course, we both come from the Bay Area. We yeah. come from Sarasota, Florida. That's and the so, big one. So, yeah, when you live down in the Bay Area and you're a talk radio listener, you listen to WFLA. Probably. Uh, it's it's the station of record, so to speak. It's it's a huge talk station. It's number two in the 12-plus ratings. Now, when if you want, you can go and you can get major market. You can get market ratings for any of the markets that Arbitron rates. You can look at all of the, what they call the 12-plus numbers, which means that the ratings include every single person they took the ratings from, basically. They look at every demo above the age of 12. And Yes, Mark? No, I, 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 I've got to chime in after you're done. Oh, okay. So there, uh, so in those ratings, which is not the uh, demographic for talk radio, the talk radio demographic is te- tends to be males 25 to 54. That's, or males 35 to 64. That's the one that the people in the business look at as far as looking at a talk radio show. Okay, how well are you doing? We need to look at the males 25 to 54 demo because... The fact is, 12 to 17-year-olds just don't listen to talk radio. Not too much. taking in every listener, WFLA is the number two station in the entire Tampa Bay area. I thought it was three, but okay. I believe it's number two. It probably has been three. It's number two, whatever. Anyway, it's a really popular station. It's a big market. And so getting WFLA on board for our Saturday night show, even though it's just for two hours, uh, was a huge, I think, huge affiliate success for Free Talk Live. And that is kind of my end of the show. I do affiliate relations, my behind-the-scenes end of the show. And so scoring that one was big because... That's those are call letters that you can advertise that you can put in industry uh, you know publications that people recognize people yeah. within the business know WFLA and if if WFLA says it's okay to have free talk live then that's a signal that goes out to the rest of the industry to say well okay now we can add them too because it's basically a business of followers I mean the radio business in, in, initially you have to have the early adopters. But once you get the big boys to to be an early adopter, then you've kind of made it, and you can expect others to follow their lead. Right, and you know this is what's going to happen with Free Talk Live is in a you know, a year, two years, three years, we're going to be an overnight success after ten years. Uh, people, you know, people are like, oh, this is the new show. Well, we're not that new. We started in two thousand and two, and Ian was doing radio before that. 
So, um, you know, it's basically there's no one pivotal event. It's going out there yeah. and working every day, doing the same. You know, our our pitch is practiced. I call people for advertising every day. Ian calls uh, program directors to get them to carry the show every day. Well, and it's so, actually nice. I don't have to do it every day anymore. Get because, your ass to work then. Because we're getting it to, well, I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> I went out and did some activism today, and we can talk about that later. Blah, but, blah, blah. But it's, getting, but it's getting to the point where I come back, I check my email, and I've got somebody who wants to be a, a new radio affiliate. Yeah, hey, don't expect and, that to happen all the time. No, it doesn't, ha- it doesn't happen all the time, but it is pleasant. It's something that did not happen the first three years of our syndication. <laughs> uh, so, so basically what's happening now, and it's kind of weird. I mean, Mark, you mentioned being the new show on the block, and it still feels like that, doesn't it? Does. It? it does. I mean, here we are. We're fi- on our fifth year of syndication, which is... And seventh year of broadcasting, pretty much. I mean, compared to Rush Limbaugh, for instance, fi- five years and syndication is next to nothing. Yeah, I think he was 89. So when you look at that, it's we're definitely still the new kids on the block. However, when I look at some of the news items in the industry, like I saw today, and that is that Bob Costas, for instance, is leaving his Saturday night radio show, which, by the way, is great news for Free Talk Live. Uh, Bob Costas, one of the few live shows on Saturday nights in syndicated radio, is bailing out so we've i don't i'm not even sure if we have any competition anymore on saturday night so that's probably going to lead us to uh to having some more affiliates but nonetheless my point here is bob costas who is this big sports talk guy right he's on nbc and he's got a name he's on television bob costas uh bob costas's show started in 2006 his syndicated show started in 2006 so when i see stories like that It makes me feel really good about where Free Talk Live is today because if Bob Costas could only hack it for two years and he's got this big name, here's Free Talk Live. We've been at it for going on five years now. So that shows the people in the industry that we have stability that a lot of other shows, frankly, they just don't have. And they're looking for that stability. And eventually they're going to realize that Free Talk Live has it and they're going to come to us. And that's a good thing. I know you had a second question, so we're going to bring you back. Uh, More here in moments with Matthew and your calls as well about whatever you want to discuss. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us, including live streams, broadband version, dial-up, and webcam versions, all completely free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. If you've been looking to spice things up in the bedroom or fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL, the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off with offer code FTL at AdamEve.com. As we continue with your phone calls about whatever you want, we go back to Matthew in California, who has spent the last couple nights and will continue spending the next three nights asking us two questions per night to help him with uh, a report that he's doing, a paper that he's doing in college, uh, what he, a broadcasting school, basically, taking some college classes uh, to enter into the radio industry. And so we're answering some of his questions for him. So go ahead, sir. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Um, in what ways do you think your family background was special in helping you to become the person that you are? 
That's a good question. Uh, my dad helped me get into radio. Uh, just kind of interested as a hobby in radio. Things like scanners or CB radio and things like that. Non non broadcast radio. Uh, and I would say that probably got me into listening to broadcast radio and therefore coming to be interested uh, in broadcast radio. So I would have to say probably dad. My mom uh, was, you know, she was an articulate woman and, um, you know, was very... uh, She was very clear that she wanted to raise me to be uh, articulate um, also. So... You know, I I grew up hearing lots of different kinds of words used in lots of different ways, and so I you know, I think I came out with a better than average grasp on the English language, and that was extraordinarily helpful. And she, you know, raised me to be a self-starter and and uh, to be independent, and I think that those. Uh, you know those things uh you know certainly played in i was also raised sort of secluded out on a on a farm at least partially my grandmother lived in town but we lived out on a on a, on a ranch 10 acres and so i had time by myself and i just liked fiddling around with uh, i remember playing around with the, uh, the the big boom box and recording songs that i liked and then at, at the time in the 80s i remember dj's would sometimes chime in during the songs and say <laughs> things um which I, they I don't do that. at all now <laughs> they don't do that at all now but um i would do those kind of things and obviously i'd be chiming in far too often but and then i'd record these tapes of myself i did that stuff when i was younger as well yeah well, gentlemen, I want to thank you and your listeners for your time. I appreciate it, and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We continue uh, with Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, yeah, guess where I was last night. Can't uh, even imagine. I, at a DUI checkpoint? Uh, no. No. Okay. Uh, I first I brought my fifth grader. I, we went to Tap Room Tuesday to say hello to everybody. This is an event that is run by Free Staters here in New Hampshire, encouraging other liberty uh, or liberty-oriented individuals to get together and socialize. Yes, and uh, then we went to the Bruins game. We walked all the way from Tap Room Tuesday to the Bruins game. Where are the Bruins from? The Bruins are from Boston, but I guess they must have been playing across the street in the Verizon. Is it the Verizon Center there at, uh, in Manchester? The, yeah, the Manchester Monarchs played the Providence Bruins ah, last Providence night. Bruins. See, and I was, you, he picked up that I was being tricky. Now, the reason I'm calling is, you know, when we're talking to people out there interested in the Free State Project, we need to tell them that New Hampshire ain't all forests and farmlands. We've got professional sports here, too. What? I'll, I'll get yeah. The monarchs you know, in got, professional sports. What is that? Yeah, they're, in, they're <laughs> the American Hockey League's uh, affiliate of the Los Angeles Kings, and they play okay. the Providence Bruins, who are the AHL affiliate, of course, of the Boston Bruins. Gotcha. Uh, Manchester is home to the New Hampshire Fisher Cats baseball team, and yeah, they are I don't know. Do sports fans affiliate. really care about the local teams? Um, yeah, I, I absolutely do think that they do. Um, you know, certainly they'll watch their team on the the big screen. But mm-hmm. if you have a choice of going to see the Keene Swamp Bats in Keene, mm-hmm. or you have to drive <laughs> how ex, two hours to Boston to go see a Red Sox game, you know, it's you're probably going to go see the Swamp Bats more often than you're going to go see the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, every area, Tom, has minor league baseball teams, so I don't know if that's a real feature. But it's not all forests and farmlands, is what he's saying. That's true. It's mostly forests. One other thing. One other thing. Okay, we went to the And it's beautiful. And uh, there was a fight in the first period, 
And that's why people go beer. to hockey, baby. They want to see blood. Isn't that right? They, Isn't that why people go to was, watch hockey games? Used to be. And they do have beer at the Verizon Wireless Arena. All right, Tom. So well, thank you for the travel guide. Track. Appreciate hearing from so, you. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Yes, there's lots to do in New Hampshire. It's a nice place to live. Well, I, you know, I think that sports fans do care about that stuff. People, people, um, you know, imagine that they're going to go off um, often to uh, professional sports games and live theater far more often than they do. But it it makes a difference when they choose places to live. Um, the fact is, you can you will be within you can live in New Hampshire and still be inside the Boston metro and go see some of the biggest um, the big plays and the little ones manage to make it around here to you know the the smaller venues. It's only four hours to New York from Keene. That's correct. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. Uh, we continue here. I with... remember we used to be three hours from Orlando, and I considered that relatively close. I don't consider New York to be close, but, eh, you know, it's just it's all perception. All right, so let's talk about what happened today. Uh, there was an activist event earlier today at Milford District Court here in New Hampshire, wherein two activists were being brought up on trial for disorderly conduct charges, which, of course, is one of the government's favorite charges to slap against you if you are doing something they don't want you to do. If they have ordered you to do something and you've refused to follow their command, there's a good chance you're going to be charged with disorderly conduct. Now, These gentlemen could have been charged with contempt of court because the disorderly conduct took place in the Milford District Court earlier this month. We talked about it at the time. One of them, uh, one of the incidents involved a man who refused to remove his hat in the courtroom. The other involved a man who attempted to enter the, or who was going to enter the courtroom, but then seeing what happened with the other guy who uh, got in trouble with the hat, started to ask questions of the bailiffs about the rules for wearing hats before he'd actually come into the courtroom, and they apparently arrested him for asking questions. Question asking. Right. They claimed uh, the second gentleman, Charlie, uh, who's a very diminutive young man, very small and quiet and a nice guy, but they, they roughed him up, they hurt him, and essentially what was going on with Charlie was they claimed he was blocking the path to leave the courtroom. They claimed that you could not open the door because Charlie was standing in front of it, preventing people from leaving the courtroom. That was what they said was disorderly conduct. They said they asked him it to move. It sounds like disorderly conduct if, if that was the case, but... Uh, and it wasn't. Yeah. They said they asked him to move and that he did not. Or rather that they asked him to move, he did move, and then moved back over. And then he did not move. Which is... N- none of it's true. Or at least from what I could tell. And I would have been able to go up and testify in this trial. Charlie attempted to call me up on the witness stand. But they wouldn't allow me to. Hmm. So I'll explain why here in moments, or at least what their explanation was. 800-259-9231 is the number. And uh, by the way, there are two dozen activists, at least, that turned out this morning for this, which I considered an excellent turnout for a court trial. More on the way. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including the Shrine of Female listeners, now with video validation as an option. Uh, Go and check it out at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. So, uh, so continue my story here from earlier today, pretty much what I spent my day on, uh, because, well, that's the reality for court in this current world that we live in. It's slow and plodding and takes a while to deal with court things, and, well, it pretty much took up all my day. But early this morning, we had a van uh, essentially load up full of activists, probably eight or nine people all in one van. And uh, we headed out to Milford from the Keene area here in New Hampshire, and we're again attending the a couple of trials, two trials for two Free State Project members who were recently arrested and charged with disorderly conduct, as I explained earlier. It was over for one of them over wearing a hat in a courtroom, and the judge not liking his excuse for it. And the other one was for asking too many questions about wearing a hat in a courtroom. And as I was explaining in the second case. Charlie, he was harmed by the police during the arrest. They roughed him up. They threw him up against a wall. And they did not want to talk about that very much today in the trial. In fact, the prosecutor specifically avoided calling the witness, uh, calling as a witness the cop who actually did the arrest. And he attempted to object whenever the conversation would sort of veer in that direction. He attempted to object about people talking about the officers harming Charlie, sort of. He or, wanted or he to would, stay away. From, he wanted to stay away from. That. Or he would try to change the direction of things when it went when it went that way. There wasn't much uh, talking about that because they only allowed one witness to be called, and he referenced hearing uh, a scream of pain mm-hmm. or a yell of pain, essentially coming from outside the doors of the court. Because again, Charlie was arrested outside of the actual courtroom, where no none of the other activists could see because we had all come in and sat down. He was the last person to come in, or rather, he never made it in because he got arrested. So th- what they claimed was that Charlie was blocking the doorway, and they asked him they asked him to move, and he wouldn't, and so therefore they charged him with disorderly conduct and arrested him. And it's not true. Their case, the si- their side of the story was not the truth. But I was not allowed to get up on the stand and tell my my view, my viewpoint of the story, because they restricted Charlie to allowing him only one witness. And he found this out after he'd already called, called his first witness. witness. So I was going to be his second witness, and they would not allow me to take the stand. So, so why was he only allowed to... Yeah, why, how can they only allow you one witness? See, you're not a lawyer, Mark. And if you're not a lawyer and you want to represent yourself, apparently you have an obligation... To read every single one of the government's laws that have to do with the rules as far as operating in their courtroom. Mm. Even though the judge, I mean, to his credit, was in a relatively good mood. He smiled a few times. He was being at least helpful. He wasn't trying to steamroll over anybody today. And, of course, there were 25 activists in the courtroom, so that might have been a factor. Uh, But this particular judge was kind of hand-holding Charlie and and Jesse threw it a a little bit as far as he was really explaining to them what was going on, and they were doing their best. This is how you're getting screwed. Pretty much. Uh, But one of the things he explained to them was that, well, if they wanted to have witnesses, they were supposed to submit a list of witnesses at least seven days in advance to the prosecution. 
I brought my witnesses with me, Your Honor. You're telling me that I'm going to have a trial here and I'm not able to call witnesses that are in the room? Well, you have to submit them seven days in advance, so we're going to do you a favor and allow you to have this one, but that's going to be about it. I mean, that was basically the message today, was that if you don't follow their every single rule, and of course, you're, I suppose you're supposed to check every, what, year or so to make sure they haven't updated their, their set of rules to change the dates as far as, well, okay, well, it's seven days now, but maybe the legislature will decide to change it to 14 days, and how are you supposed to know that unless you're keeping up to date with all those laws? Uh, so that was basically the, the situation. They restricted him from calling witnesses. He actually pointed out, I believe, during the trial that, well... Why didn't you send a list of witnesses to me? Guess That's they don't have to. Excellent question. Yeah. Guess they don't have to. So they get to do what they want, and they'll allow you to do what they want to allow you to do. That's one of the things I, you know, that's one of the, the things that you could observe from today's trials. So I was not able so to So much tell. for fair trials. I mean, right. for God's sakes, you bring, a witness, you bring witnesses with you, um, and you want to ask them questions. You're going to leave them open to the prosecution asking questions, but you can't call those witnesses because you didn't give a list to the court and likely they yeah. um, a CC copied to the prosecution, but they didn't give you a list of anybody. They would not allow me to come up there and tell my side of the story, which would have revealed that Charlie was indeed not blocking the doorway, that if anyone was blocking the doorway in this particular case, it was the bailiffs from the court. They actually played part of the tape, the audio tape, because they've got microphones in the courtroom. They played part of the tape, and you can hear me on the tape saying, you're imprisoning us, are you, or are you imprisoning us? You can hear me re- referencing the fact that we were being trapped in that courtroom because I had gotten up from my seat having heard uh, the commotion at the door. I knew something was going on. I wanted to get close, and I wanted to go out there and see what was happening to Charlie. They would not let me leave that courtroom. They were blocking, physically blocking both of these uh, doors to the court. I would have talked about that, and I would have talked about how the attorney left that courtroom to go out and encounter the the Charlie situation. So it's clear that Charlie was not standing in front of the door because the attorney was able to leave the courtroom. So the attorney left the courtroom. He walks out. That's when the attorney accuses Charlie of assaulting one of the police officers. And it's shortly after that point that they arrested him for disorderly conduct. So Charlie was not blocking the doorway as they claimed he was. But no one was allowed to make that uh, statement. No one was allowed to do that. Charlie did not get up and testify in his own trial, so, and he wasn't allowed to call me, so that statement was not made. Not that it would have mattered anyway, because the, this judge had to, basically had to find these guys guilty. They had arrested them and held them in a holding cell for hours on the particular day of the so-called dis, uh, disobedience, or rather the uh, so-called disorderly conduct. So basically they'd already spent a day in jail, and so they found them guilty and gave them time served. That's what happened today. And there are some good things to say about what happened today, and there are some bad things as well. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. I mean, some of the obvious good news is the amount of activists that, was, uh, that were attending was tremendous. A couple dozen people showing up for a court trial in the morning on a business day. I think that's pretty fantastic. Video recording? That was one of the bad things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were probably about four cameras, four activists with cameras, including myself. I had called the court on Monday to alert them that I was intending to attend the court 
and video as a member of Cheshire TV, which is a local cable access channel here in Keene. They said they're going to have to check with the judge and get back to me on that, that they were going to call me Wednesday morning and, <clears throat> and let me know. Okay, fine. So they call me this morning, and the court lady says the judge is not going to allow cameras. I said to them, and I recorded this call, by the way, and I told them I recorded the call. Uh, I said to them, well, so if I show up with my camera, then your bailiffs will deny me the freedom of the press. She said, I can't answer that. And that was the end of that conversation. I let her know that we were going to be showing up anyway. We'd see what happens. So uh, we did end up showing up. I entered the courthouse. They've got the security set up right there at the entrance. Now, last time when I didn't have my press badge, I couldn't even get past the security setup. This time the press badge did get me through the security setup, but it wouldn't get me any further than that. They took the press badge into the judge to check and see if I could come in. Mm-hmm. He came, uh, the, the bailiff came back and said, no, no cameras allowed in the courtroom today. Okay, well, so you're going to deny me my freedom of the press. All kinds of ducking and dodging uh, went on at that point. And so then there was a, another guy there from the Nashua Telegraph local newspaper who was pretty seemed pretty shocked that they weren't going to be allowing cameras in the courtroom. And then since it was, I think, such a busy atmosphere as far as the whole place was packed full of liberty activists... I think at that point they decided to ban all cameras from the courthouse, Hmm. and that's what they did next. 800-259-9231. The story continues here in moments. If you were there today and you want to comment, you're certainly welcome to, or you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features are free. Now, if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. And join Free Talk Live for the upcoming 2009 Liberty Forum. It's brought to you by the Free State Project. It's happening March 5th through the 8th. That's next week. And it's not too late to get registered. In fact, registration on the website at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum ends this Sunday. So you want to get on board now if you're wanting to go to things like the dinners. Uh, they've got the keynote dinners on Friday and Saturday night, one of whom, uh, one of the speakers is Dr. Mary Ruart from Healing Our World. going to be an excellent event. You're going to want to attend it, and you're only going to be able to by if you register by the first. Now, if you're too late, if you procrastinate, or maybe it's a last-minute thing, you can only make it up for a Saturday or something like that. Like that you can come up in the flesh and uh, probably get in the door unless it's uh, of course a sold out event but they'll probably sell you a ticket and you'll be able to get in but you will not be able to get into the dinners unless you're registered by the first so go to freestateproject.org slash liberty forum use our discount code to save yourself 10 percent 2009 ftl 2009 ftl to save 10 percent on the 2009 liberty forum at freestateproject.org slash liberty forum So, we are talking about the Free State Project, or something related to the Free State Project. A couple of free staters, people who have moved here from other places around the country, here to New Hampshire in order to be activists for freedom, were being uh, put on trial today. Though I'm sure they would rather have been at home or 
at work or doing something else with their time. They were put on trial for the favorite charge of disorderly conduct. Uh, I and about 25 other activists attended today, which was fantastic. Uh, bigger and It seems like just bigger and bigger turnouts every single time uh, one of us, one of us, liberty activists here in New Hampshire, ends up in a courtroom, which is good news. That was the best, I would say the best news of today, besides the fact that they didn't have to go to jail. Uh, the, the fact is that having dozens of activists turn out on a, on a work day in the morning is pretty fantastic. Then there's all the bad news, and that is that uh, cameras in court are – they're just not being allowed. Uh, that's basically the situation. It's the situation across to, the state. It's, it's hard to show the violence of the state when the state won't let you show anything with no cameras. Right, and of course there is – you know, there's that pesky constitution, which you've got the U.S. Constitution, the First Amendment, which says – uh, you know, the, you've the right to freedom of speech and freedom of the, the press. press. There's the uh, 22nd article in the New Hampshire Constitution, which says free speech and liberty of the press are essential to the security of freedom in a state. They ought, therefore, to be invaluably preserved. So you've got all these nice-sounding words right, on paper. Not, that, they're, they're invaluably. They can't violate it. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, <laughs> yeah, they lo- I mean, there's those words on paper, and these men uh, and women calling themselves the government have allegedly sworn an oath to uphold and defend those words, but none of of those points do anything you you cannot cite the constitution to these people and have them say oh yeah the constitution they what can care less. that uh, thing was written 250 years ago right. uh, what i care about now is that guy in the black dress That's that right. pays my paycheck this is the judge's courtroom and you will obey his every diktat so so what happened was there were multiple cameras that were allowed into the courthouse but they weren't allowing anyone into the courtroom And then they decided to change their mind. The judge apparently changed his mind and decided he didn't want any cameras anywhere in the courthouse. So it was at that point they then ordered us to leave. Or rather, he asked me first to leave. And, of course, I know what happens after that if you don't respond to their requests. Mm -hmm. If you are disobedient, and that's what this is all about. Dave Dale uh, from AnarchyInYourHead.com was pointing this out. That's what every crime is that doesn't involve a victim. Every crime against the state is basically a crime of disobedience. You were not doing as they demanded. Yeah. And so they demanded that we leave, and so fine. I made the point that, look, you know, this was all caught on camera. All of this, all of this, you know, shutting down free speech, shutting down the free press, all caught on video. So I said, all right, you know, I'm not willing to be arrested over this today, so I am going to leave. So I did leave at that point, as did the other people that were carrying cameras. We then all went into the courtroom and sat down and, you know, were waiting for the, the trial to start. During Jesse's trial, the first trial that happened, the guy from the Nashua Telegraph walks into the courtroom with his camera. So he had been banned with the rest of us earlier from the courthouse. But they let him in. Then in the midst of the trial, he walks into the back corner of the uh, courtroom and starts snapping photos. So after the first trial ends, they took a 10-minute break. And I used that opportunity to go talk to the guy. I said, how did you get that in here? Well, he said, oh, I filed a motion like I usually do. Oh, okay. Well, they had told me I should file a motion earlier. And I kind of felt like, you know, it's the freedom of the press. I don't have to ask permission if it's a freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't have to ask permission if there's a right to being the press and having the freedom to cover public trials. You know, there's another pesky part of the New Hampshire Constitution which says in part of Article 8 it says the public's right of access to governmental proceedings and records shall not be unreasonably restricted. So they've got the freedom of the press and then the fact that the public is, shouldn't be unreasonably restricted. Well, I'd consider having a camera in the court a fairly reasonable thing to do. But apparently they don't because I tried to go ahead through the motion process. I figured 
I got a 10-minute break. Sure. I'll try to file a motion. Let's sure. go play their little paperwork game. So I filled out one of their motions and said, I'm here from Chester TV. I would like to record this trial. Uh, motion. Nine. They came back out, and they asked me for my va- my press badge again. Took the press badge back in, came back out, and motion denied. So I have a copy of the denied motion. I have video footage of them kicking me out of their court. Uh, and I've got uh, recorded phone calls with them intending to keep me out of the court. So I have all kinds of evidence now of what may be considered official oppression. The definition of official oppression is a public servant is guilty of a misdemeanor if with a purpose to benefit himself or to harm another, me, the press, he knowingly commits an unauthorized act which purports to be an act of his office or knowingly refrains from performing uh, performing a duty imposed upon him by law or clearly inherent in the nature of his office. So, looks like we've got multiple instances of official oppression at the Milford District Court. Will they do anything about it as far as bringing criminal charges? Uh, The police department didn't seem too eager to even talk to me today when I called the police department and told them I was recording the call. The sergeant didn't really want to have me talk to him at that point. I did end up keeping him on the line after about a minute and a half of going back and forth between me saying, I'm recording this phone call, and him saying, I do not authorize you to record this call. said, well, I don't have to have your authorization. You're a public you're, servant. You're t- I didn't use that line, but, but I should have. Uh, I did say that uh, you are on this call, and if you're going to continue, you know, basically that's you have no obligation to continue this phone call. You're being recorded. And so eventually he did talk to me. But he wanted me to come down to the station to file a complaint. You'd be lucky if you leave. Yeah, exactly. So I I didn't go there today. But I'm going to talk to Sam from the Obscure Truth Network, Sam at uh, ObscureTruth.com. And uh, we'll see if perhaps this will help him in his quest to the grand jury. Because I think we've got some real solid evidence against these bureaucrats for oppressing the freedom of the press. Well, I'll tell you. And showing favoritism to the the established media. I, 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 you know... Most of this stuff uh, that uh, the civil disobedience that's going on here doesn't, to me, look like it's going to amount to much, but I don't know. However, the courts absolutely, positively need to let everyone who um, from the press come in and and you know record or take mm-hmm. pictures or whatever it is. I mean, that is the single check and balance on the government is you know the press. Well, you could. They told me I could have their recording. I don't want your stinking recording on cassette tape. Cassette tape. Mm-hmm. Audio cassette tape? Yes. Well, you sh- didn't they offer you an 8-track? Eight- <laughs> Maybe a phonograph? I actually asked them about that. Cassette tape? Do you have some digiotypes I can get to? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they're still, you know, in the Stone Age. Even though they have a digital camera system with multiple uh, cameras all across the building, all controlled by a single computer, you can see it when you walk in. They apparently are still using audio cassettes to do the recordings of their trials. Hmm. So, what did I miss today? Uh, if you were out there at the trial and you uh, you want to add in your thoughts here, toll-free number 800-259-9231. So, one of the activists, uh, Jesse, had asked, you know, he was kind of uh, reflecting on things and asking if he really, if anybody really thought this was going to do very much. And I have to say that yes. I think, I think even though on its face it can look kind of bad, it can sound kind of bad, I think on, the, on its face, it, or actually when you look at it a little closer, what you see is 
something really unusual happening. And from their perspective, think about it. You're this judge. You're sitting there all day long doing arraignments and uh, charging people multi-hundred-dollar fines for possession of alcohol, open intoxication, marijuana, all kinds of uh, consensual crimes, things that don't actually have, involve the victim. You're doing this all day long, just ringing the cash register. And you know that these people that are coming in, they just want it all to go away. Usually it's they come with their mom or they come with their girlfriend or they you know, come with one or two other people. But what you have here is the man that was originally on trial uh, earlier in the month was one of the free staters, Mike Barsky. When he showed up, about seven or eight people showed up to support him in that because, again, it was an early morning thing, hard to get people to turn out. But when they went after the two guys in that, they, they arrested the two we were talking about earlier during Mike's arraignment. Now for their trials, two dozen people showed up. So instead of just the average one or two folks showing up, this is a completely different situation. And more is coming up. This is Free Talk Live, Hour 2 on the way. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 as we launch here in hour number two of the program. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue. Uh, We'll take your phone calls and I have a few more thoughts about today's courtroom shenanigans here in New Hampshire. Uh, We continue, though, with James in Kentucky. James, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, James. Guys. Hey, what's on your mind? First of all, are all of your entry music, is that all Megadeth? No. It's, uh, Megadeth is probably the bulk of it. Okay. Just because okay. they've been Just around here. for a long time. And they got a lot of good instrumental uh, length stuff because I can't use uh, music that has lyrics over top of it. And they've got a, you know, like any good metal band, they like to noodle and that sort of thing. So there's usually at least 30 seconds of music in a lot of their songs that goes without anyone screaming or yelling over it. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I've been a fan of them for a long time. Um, you know, in my area, Hopkinsville, not only can you not take a camera into a courtroom, but you can't even get it through the front door. Hmm. And not just video, but any kind of camera, still or anything, and you're required to turn cell phones off. Not a surprise. I'm sure it's like that all across America. These bureaucrats do not want people to see what goes on in these courtrooms. Have you ever noticed how when you flip the light on in the kitchen, the cockroaches run away? They don't. Yeah. Like, they don't like light. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, I was looking over the the female. Uh, listener shrine, and mm-hmm. I saw someone that had been arrested for a suspended license okay. and uh, jailed for days. And, you know, that reminded me of exactly how horrible it is because I too also got arrested for a suspended license mm. while I wasn't even driving. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. So, um, the, and, and, uh, you know, every time I've ever been to court, I have wanted to bring in some kind of recording device, either audio or video or or even still, and 
you know, completely not allowed. And, you know, you mentioned that they said that they would give you a copy of their footage. Sure, for $25 or something like that. It wasn't footage, it was just audio tape, cassette tape. I see. Now, there's supposedly some some law that allows you, if you file like a 91A request or something like that in New Hampshire, you supposedly get it for free. I don't know much about all that, uh, so, you know, I'm... I'm not going to jump through too many hoops just because I just don't have time. Like the cops wanted me to come fill out a complaint. I'm sorry. I've got other things to do. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, here, I requested that, that you know, they, they said, no, we're not going to give you any of our video. We're not going to give you anything. Mm. So, and, and that was when, you know, luckily I had friends that immediately bailed me out as soon as I got arrested. Um, but... You know things things along that along those lines you know exactly what has just pushed me to the point where you know I just don't want to be in this system at all anymore. Are you a free state project member uh as of earlier today actually I wow, am. congratulations, so when are yeah. you making the move? I don't know. Well, actually. I just joined today. Uh, and I mean, definitely not in the wintertime. <laughs> but how soon are you making the move? Um, well, I know that it will be uh, probably prior to the 20,000 uh, sign-ups. Um, it's probably going to be uh, so a few years probably then. summer of next year. Oh, wow. That's pretty soon. That's great, man. You start planning now because that'll be here before you know it. I thank you for the call tonight and look forward to seeing you in New Hampshire. 800-259-9231 is the number. Always great to hear new people getting involved in the Free State Project because it is making a difference. And that brings me back around to the discussion we were having at the end of the first hour, talking about a couple of trials of free staters that went on today here in New Hampshire. There's a tremendous turnout with over two dozen activists showing up during the business day in the morning at uh, Milford District Court for these guys' uh, trials. And if you missed what we talked about in the first hour, you can go back and review it later at freetalklive.com. But one of the questions that was asked was, well, is this really making a difference? And I have to say that it is, because even though they're still restricting cameras from the court, even though they're still being as tyrannical as they possibly can, that has, has, something has to be changing. They have to realize that things are changing. Those government people that are running these courts, they understand this has never happened before. It was actually revealed in court today that in the history of one of the bailiffs having worked at the courthouse in like 12 years of him working there, never once had anyone refused to remove their hat when they went into the courtroom. This was the first time ever. Yeah. I love how he said, uh, you know, he couldn't do it for religious reasons. Of course, the judge was quick on his feet. What religion is that? And he didn't have he didn't have a good answer. Uh, It wasn't what religion. It was what were what were the reasons? And whatever. Anyway, so my point is that they they never encountered anyone keeping their hat on in court before, and they've certainly never encountered two dozen people showing up to support. Somebody who was simply charged with with uh, disorderly conduct, a charge that they just slap all over the place. If you don't do something a cop orders you to do, there's a good chance he's going to arrest you and charge you with disorderly conduct and that hardly anybody will show up to your trial. Twenty-five people showed up today. So when, when these bureaucrats see this happening, it must say something to them. They must It must dawn on them that, hmm, things, they're changing out there. 
And something else I'd like to point out is because there's so many people, it changes just the whole situation. Whereas the judge may have, and I don't know who this judge is. He's, a, he's like the one-day-a-month judge. He comes in to hear trials that the other judge can't hear for conflict of interest reasons, things like that. He's the special justice or whatever it is they call him. This guy was relatively okay in the on the ski and you know the scale of judges as mm-hmm. far as one being a total jerk and one being just you know a fairish kind of judge this guy was closer to the fairish range he was still being a jerk and that he wouldn't allow cameras in and all that but at least he wasn't yelling he wasn't being uh, upset and angry he was relatively uh, t- tolerant and patient uh, in the courtroom today he smiled a few times so you know to that guy's credit all right but would he have behaved differently had it just been Charlie and Jesse that had come in by themselves to defend themselves? I don't know how much, uh, I don't know whether he would have behaved differently, but I don't think the results could have been much worse. You don't think the results would have been more, worse if they'd been alone? No. What, what, what was the good thing that happened? Well, they could have gone to, it was misdemeanor charges, Mark, so they could have they, gone to time jail. Time served? Come on. They got time served, yes, but they could have gone to jail. So it could have been worse. And I think that the, the it's obvious these bureaucrats change their behavior the more activists there are around. Now, certainly they want I to agree they change down. behaviors. I just don't think that uh, there would have been much different result if they had been by themselves. Okay. Well, I see where you're coming from, Mark, and I'll respectfully disagree with that. Okay. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to say was there were so many activists in the courtroom that at one point during the trial, somebody said something that uh, made the activists chuckle, and the, they did not like that at all. The, gov- the government people did not like people laughing in their courtroom. That's the best. And so, so this bailiff comes over and moves from the back of the courtroom to no where the activists chuckling. were. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, you can't do that. Stop that. And the judge said something to them as well. And they basically threatened them. They basically threatened them with uh, throwing them out of court, possibly arresting them, if they were to continue laughing. And I thought to myself as I was watching this happen, because I was on the other side of the court at that time, sitting on the other side, uh, between the, the other side of the aisle, and I was thinking to myself... Well, there are 25 people in here. If they just wanted to keep laughing as the bailiff stood there and tried to look all intimidating at them as they were threatening them, if they just kept laughing, which they didn't, they stopped, they were, you know, they backed down, and that's fine. If they just kept laughing, they didn't have enough people in that building to arrest them all. Sure, they could have picked out a couple of them, made examples out of them, and I'm sure they would have. But my point is that once you get enough people involved... Everything changes, and I believe that that is what's happening. What happens when it's 50 people, and then they won't stop laughing in court? What happens then? What happens to their precious aura of legitimacy then? I think that we are on the cusp of some pretty amazing changes, and I think these government guys know it. They want to stop it. They want to slow it down. They want to prevent it from happening. They want to crack down as much as they possibly can. But the more courage the activists get, the more the state will crumble. More on the way. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. And they include the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. 
Com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Again, SACL CAI. So just a few more thoughts, uh, and we'll continue your calls uh, just on what happened today in court. Milford District Court here in New Hampshire, where dozens of activists turned out to show their support for a couple of activists that have been charged with disorderly conduct. And I think that all of this attendance is making a difference. These government bureaucrats, they don't like it, but they're going to have to start changing the way they do things eventually as more and more people begin to show their support for these activists. Uh, one of the, the other interesting things that happened today is normally, Mark, when a judge enters a courtroom, what do they say? All rise. That didn't happen. They didn't say it? They did not say it. They said it once when he left the courtroom for the break that they had. But for whatever reason, and it seems like something they wouldn't just accidentally overlook. I mean, every trial I've ever attended, they've said all rise when the judge enters the courtroom. This particular one, it was quite curious that they chose not to. Does seem odd. Think that has something to do with the fact that all these bureaucrats are talking about the Free State Project and they're they're uh, obviously sharing information with one another and they probably have talked. For instance, between the district courts, there are only so many of them, right? They've talked most likely about how to handle this. And one of the ways to avoid being embarrassed about people not standing for you when you enter the room is to not ask them, not demand that they stand in the first place, right? It does sound interesting. Speculation, obviously, on my part, but it was certainly an interesting observation from today. Uh, plus, again, people were laughing in the courtroom. I expect to see more of that happen in the future as the, as the crowd grows in the courtroom. They'll, they'll become more brazen. Uh, the, the activists will become more able. They'll feel more comfortable doing things like not standing or laughing uh, during the court, during the actual trial. And again, to the judge's credit, he was being relatively friendly. On the scale of judges, he was one of the probably one of the better ones I've seen in New Hampshire so far. Uh, at one point, Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com, an occasional co-host on this show, was up testifying in Jesse's trial, and. At the end, he had mentioned during his testimony that he was a, a cartoonist, that he did a webcomic. And the judge asked him after his t- uh, testimony was over what his website was. <laughs> and so it was quite a, an amusing moment, and I would say the highlight of the uh, the entire trial, when Dale got to utter anarchyinyourhead.com in front of the courtroom. I just found that really fun. Like that, huh? And the judge seemed to be amused by it. He smiled, and, and then he asked if he'd ever been published in the newspaper. And, of course, Dale had been published in the newspaper. Dale drew a comic about that very courtroom. It was a different judge, but he drew a comic about that very same court when they threw Lauren Canario in jail for, uh, I forget what it was, but essentially for not obeying. They threw Lauren in jail a while back. His comic made the front page of the local newspaper. So I think the judge actually realized that's who he was talking to, and he... He seemed amused by the entire thing. It was very, it was a very interesting day, and a lot, again, a lot of activists turned out. So if you find this interesting, if you find this exciting, the idea that people are actually standing up for one another when it comes to being as free as possible and helping back each other up when the government comes after you, this is where it's happening. Have, I mean, could you imagine anything like this happening where you live if it's not in New Hampshire? Really? Anybody out there? Is this happening anywhere else but New Hampshire? Dozens of activists showing up to back one another up when they go to court? Next week it's going to happen again. 
Next week on the 3rd, that's Tuesday morning, here here in Keene, at the District Court in Keene, I'm expecting even more people to show up again. Because this is going to be the marijuana civil disobedience. This is going to be the hearing for that particular trial. Now, again, it's not going to be a trial. It's going to be a hearing, as I understand it. So they'll just be taking a plea. But nonetheless, I expect to probably see a whole lot of people turning out for just even just an arraignment. So we shall see. We'll continue bringing you the information here. 800-259-9231. Yeah, change is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. And your involvement, you getting here to New Hampshire as soon as possible can help this happen sooner rather than later. We'll get there eventually, but with your help, sooner. All right, so we continue with your phone calls. And we'll start with Brody in Utah on the Hi. amp line. Hello, Brody. Okay, I'm on. You are on. Hello, how's it going? Just great. Brody? Yeah, I just uh, want Yeah, you there? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to call and talk about uh, government spending. and, and uh, uh, I, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, misunderstanding uh, people about how that works. I know it was one of the, it took me one, it was one of the things that took me the longest to understand. Uh, people don't understand that government spending is capital consumption. It's always wasteful spending, and the way the government gets their money is through borrowing, which crowds out private market investments. And I'm sure you guys understand this, but I just see a lot of uh, a lot of the, the people in the liberty movement and the libertarian movement on television, mainstream media. They get they're getting asked these questions about why these bailouts are bad, and they're not explaining it. So you're saying government? But what what did you say? Government borrows money from what? I'm sorry. Well, the government borrows money. The the federal government borrows all its money. You mean from the Federal Reserve? Everything. From the Federal Reserve in other countries around the world? They issue treasury bills, you know, yeah. key bills and government bonds and and people uh, I'm sorry, and say that I again. Mean, you broke up uh, into a digital hash. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, they they issue uh, treasury bills and and government bonds, and uh, people all over the world, like you said, buy them. And everybody, all that money that's going into treasury bills and bonds are not available for the free market. They're not, they're not available to be invested into the stock market or other ventures. Hmm. It's, the, it's the broken window fallacy. The idea that if, uh, well, we'll just take this money and we'll build a bridge and that'll fix the, uh, the slump in the economy that we've got here. Or we'll build a hundred bridges. However many bridges it takes, we'll get people to work and we'll, they'll, we'll create jobs and all that other thing. The fact is that the money that uh, they pay people for, uh, and, you know, buy goods for would have been used to buy something else or would have been put into savings or against debt that people had. So it would have been used to employ people and to enrich people in the free market, and it would have been, it would have been done in a fashion that was far more uh, efficient than the government doing, because the government takes a, a slice off, and it pays too much for everything that it buys, and they always come in uh, late. And, and they're not spending their own money. Right. They're, you know, they're, they're not buying things that would necessarily have been bought, so the world isn't being grown in the fashion that people would have it grow. It's they're not being, ad- adding real value. They're not creating wealth. They're just shifting money around for the most part. Uh, to some extent, that's true. Um, but they're also sort of trying to to you know decide how things are grown. For instance, the government built pyramids in Egypt. Egyptians would not have done this. Um, you know, the, the average Egyptian would have you know, had a better life than instead of having to give some kind of uh, tribute to the pharaoh who then used it to build giant 
pyramids that are still here today. Now, are the pyramids a good thing? I suppose from an archaeological standpoint. But what if you were one of the people that died being in forced labor having to build one of these things? Hey, Brody, I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from and that you're disappointed with the talking heads not bringing that point up. So maybe you should become a talking head and uh, do it yourself. <laughs> Thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. If uh, what you see in the marketplace is not pleasing to you, then do something to change it. More on the way. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We've got the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive for free. You can edit virtually anything you see there. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. The 57th running of America's legendary sports car classic runs Saturday, March the 21st at Sebring International Raceway. The Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, features the fastest race cars in the world. Gates open Wednesday, March the 18th, for four days of action, culminating in the big 12-hour classic on Saturday, March the 21st. I've been to this. It is an amazing event. You can get ticket information at SebringRaceway.com. That's Sebring, the biggest sports car race of them all. All right, 800-259-9231. We will continue taking your phone calls, and we go to Ian in Texas on the amp line. Hello, Ian. Hi, how's hey. it going? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was just going to talk about uh, about freedom and how this is just a dress rehearsal in that really all the things that you're doing don't matter a whole lot. What do you mean by that? So, I mean that uh, when we die, you get to go to one place or the other, and that's about it. Says who? Says uh, says God. What one place and what other? When did he tell you this? <laughs> well, he told all of us through the Holy Spirit. He, th- he told us through the Holy Spirit. He didn't everybody tell me. Here, everybody that's born on earth has a chance to be enlightened by the Holy Spirit. And if you are not enlightened by the Holy Spirit in a good way, you go to hell. If uh, if you are, then you get to go to heaven, which you can get real freedom. Well, um, I... You know, uh, this whole heaven and hell thing really bothers me, Ian. The idea that uh, at the end of our lives, we, uh, we're, or at the end of time, it depends on which version you listen to, but I don't think we'll know the difference anyway. So at the end of our lives, we'll be, um, I, I, I assume, one by one ushered into a room, but it doesn't really matter because it's all of eternity. So the billions, perhaps trillions of people that would, um, God's going to have to, to cull through um, in order to go to heaven or hell, um, you know, that we're going to, you're going to, you know, stand before God and he's going to say, well, you're going to hell, you're going to heaven, you're going to hell, you're going to heaven. And um, if you've been a Christian, you know, Jesus is going to stand there as your uh, lawyer and uh, he's going to say, I'm standing up for this guy. I died for him and his sins are absolved. You know, I is that how it happens? That's that's the idea. Um, <laughs> that, that Jesus is your advocate. Um, I believe is uh, at least one of the translations out there. Is you it know, the Christian view? Uh, this, the Christian view that as it was. Uh, is this your understanding, Ian? 
I think so. I think that whenever you die, you're going to go up there and you're going to you're going to see old Saint Peter, and when you get there, he's going to look at your life and see what you've done. And I don't think he's going to appreciate you just going around pissing off bureaucrats. Are you for real? I'd like to, I'd like to ask you: Are you for real? Are you of putting us on? Not. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, the tequila I drank earlier was real. <laughs> That'll do it to you. You had me going there for a little bit. I thought, what is this call doing? I thought, what is this call doing on the amplifier line? Who is this? Right, I'm I'm like motioning to Ian because I don't want to make an amplifier look bad, and I'm getting ready to. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, 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 I couldn't figure out what you were doing. You you have to understand what Mark was doing here. He was uh, he was vehemently pointing at the amp lines, and I I have no idea what he's doing. Ian doesn't. Ian is. He's has doing pointing at the amp lines. (laughs) He doesn't even make. Do you want me to put him on hold? I mean, lock the line in. If you. If you make any kind of sign language to Ian or mouth wor- mouth words to him, not only does he not attempt to figure out what you're doing, he, I can't he just figure makes, it out. He just makes know. motions like what, 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 what. You'd be much better. You'd be much better served, Mark, spending that time tapping out the message on the instant messenger yeah. instead of trying to get me to read your lips. So, uh, were you just calling for fun tonight? Anything else on your mind? That's it. That's it was it. A, it was a good call. I thank you for it. Thanks. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Well, okay, so so he was BSing us, but the fact is, there really are people that uh, that feel that way, and there really are people that believe that uh, you know at the end of your life that you could be sent to some evil, awful, hellish place, or you go off to uh, you know the most wonderful place you can possibly imagine, and that is a very popular viewpoint at least here in America, but it's not necessarily the viewpoint. Uh, that is consistent around the world. It's certainly not the viewpoint that uh, you and I hold. I can see it, it isn't the view, viewpoint that I hold. I, I just don't believe that, that God would create uh, me in order to th- send me to hell. Um, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Now, I, I will admit to having, uh, you know... Uh, signed on to the whole christian thing at one point in my life mm-hmm. so if you're a baptist you believe that uh um you know that i once saved i'm always saved so there's nothing i can do about it i'm i'm strapped into the roller coaster and i'm going to heaven but um there you know there's plenty of uh religions or denominations out there that say that uh, you can back off of your commitment to god and um if so i've uh, you know to the lord jesus i guess i should say and if so i've done that because it just sounds like a silly myth to me um, I'm the the idea that I've come to Earth and I'm now supposed to believe a book, clearly a flawed book. If you do any kind of research into it, I mean, the, at the Council of Nicaea, that's when they decided which books would go, which ones would stay. These, so it's not just the people that were, um, you know, who wrote it who were inspired by God, but we're supposed to believe that these monks that we've never heard of were somehow inspired because they decided that Saint George and the Dragon couldn't make it, and um, you know the the other apocryphal documents couldn't make it. The uh, the the Gospel of Jude couldn't go in or whatever. Judas, the, the Gospel of Mary, the Gospel of Thomas, these books couldn't make it. However, the ones that did. We're, these are the good ones. They, these, these are the ones inspired by God. I, what am I supposed to? And, and half of more than half of the uh, books in the New Testament were written by a guy who never saw Jesus, just never saw him. So I, I, I simply don't accept anything written by Paul as inspired in any way. I, it, the it, Christian Bible is so confused. 
I mean, it's just so contradictory. And it's one of the reasons why, when I was younger, I, I ended up becoming an atheist, is because of all the contradictions in the Bible. I've since become a pantheist. But, but looking at the Bible, and, and it's just confusing contradictions. I mean, they say on one hand that God is all-loving. But then on the other hand, they say that, well, if you don't do what he demands, then he'll punish you for all eternity. <laughs> How can you have one and have the other at the same time? If God is perfect, and, you know, why wouldn't it be if it is God, right? If this concept of this uh, this great creator, this supreme being, uh, he's so supreme and perfect, what's the point in, why would he be, you know, the, essentially this vindictive God at the same time? It is this God that is playing a sick game with uh, with people's lives, you know, oh, you messed up too many times, now you're going to burn for all eternity. I mean, that doesn't sound like a loving, caring, perfect God at all. It sounds like a, a flawed God. He created a, you know, a creature that could could essentially damn itself to hell. I mean, that's, what? What's this? What's the motivation there? What's the what's the point of that? It seems it's it's all very confusing. It doesn't make much sense to me. The the, the whole idea of the uh, you know putting the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden, the only tree that Adam and Eve couldn't eat of, and then telling them you can't eat of this tree. Yeah. All the other fruits of all the other trees right. you may have, but not this quince here. We were talking also on the way back from the the activism. I mean, today. How, what kind of guy would I be if I took uh, little wads of hamburger, put them around the house, and then one of them I hid rat poison in and mm-hmm. told the dog. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not that one. I mean, what the hell? We were talking about on the way back uh, some of these sort of the Puritan uh, ways of Americans and just the whole idea about the naked body, you know. I mean, again, if you believe in a supreme God, if you believe in this idea, why would you believe that he would want you to cover up your bodies? I mean, besides the obvious thing of staying warm, but why would you why would you think that it's bad to see a naked person? Why is it wrong? to view somebody in their natural, most natural of forms. I mean, it just, the Christian religion is is so just confused about itself. I feel sorry for those guys. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Well, the, um, most of them don't believe everything that's in the Bible. So you've got this sort of, true. you know, this, this quasi-Christian religion that people create for themselves. The vast majority of Christians don't believe that Noah put all those animals on the ark. They don't believe that the world was created in seven days. Well, days could be anything. I bet a lot people. of them believe in hell, and I bet there's a lot of them that believe there are certain things they shouldn't be shouldn't be doing in order to avoid it. I think there are people that you, things that you shouldn't be doing, but I don't think you go to hell as a result. Yeah, 800 I think you create a hell as a result. In your own reality, absolutely. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on on board and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom if that's valuable to you and it's worth three bucks a month and the perks too you get access to the amp only call in lines chat room forum and more all the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com we continue with your phone calls and we'll talk to dave in athens ohio listening to wais hello dave the more hello hey there the mormon view is that you go after you die you go to an interview like and then heaven. <laughs> well, that's better than a courtroom. Yeah. yeah. 
and you're judged either by, let me see, Spencer Kimball. Who's he? He was, or it's a modern desperation, so he was, from the time you're born to the day you pass away, so he was a, the Mormon president when I was born, and it became... Hold on just a second. So whoever the, pres- the, the president <laughs> of the Mormon church was yeah. when you were born is the one who's going to decide whether or not you go to heaven or hell? And his second, <laughs> which would be Gordon B. Hinckley. Sweet. Talk about other- being on God's executive committee, huh? Yeah, and... Uh, nice deal. And they pass, they pass it on to God. So, do they, so they make a recommendation, kind of like the yeah. parole commission <laughs> does to the governor, um, yeah. but it has to actually be signed by the, uh, the 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 pontiff himself. Yeah, I see. And I can just imagine it now, Mister Hardinger. You can't go see God; he's busy. I'm gonna go see him. You know. Thank you for enlightening us tonight, Dave. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You know, they, um, people will often, uh, yeah, one of the first things they, they ask is about children. Well, do babies that die at birth go to heaven or hell? Only if they've been baptized, right? Well, um, it would depend on, you would have to be a really uh, a zealot to say something like that. <laughs> your, your particular type of doctrine, doctrinal zealot. Most people, of course, will say, they give yes, a pass. Uh, yeah. babies go to heaven. <laughs> and But the question you really got to ask yourself is a baby is little more than a little animal i mean um they haven't developed personality or anything like that so you know when does the soul get into these uh, you know these creatures and why would they go to heaven they've done nothing good they certainly haven't asked jesus christ to be their savior now i'm not saying i dislike babies I've got one. He's awesome. Don't some religions believe that you're born in sin or something like that? Well, that's what religion, uh, Christianity does, but, you know, for whatever so reason. So shouldn't he go to hell if he's born in sin? But people aren't going to like the preacher that says yeah. that babies go to hell. Right. Um, you, uh, <laughs> and you, it's all about being liked so you can get the 10% tithe, right? right? Well, they don't, people, they, most people don't do the tithing. Um, you know, it's just not common. They pass a plate at every church I've been to. Yeah, but that's not a tithe. I mean, can it's you imagine? It's not 10%. You're right, but not it's even money. Close. Yeah, it's something. Absolutely. Um, if you have people in your church, you're getting money. Did them. you ever see on the internet the uh, the, the exchange between uh, marquees on churches where where they're arguing about whether or not dogs go to heaven? No, I didn't know. Oh, th- th- this one's it's funny. Uh, basically, it's a Baptist church and a Catholic church um, arguing back and forth on their marquees, mm-hmm. and but somebody has taken pictures of it and put it up on the internet, and I don't know exactly, but it's wow. about dogs going to heaven, and the Catholic church is saying, I believe it's the Catholic church saying that yes, dogs do go to heaven, and the um, Baptist, Baptist church is saying no, dogs dogs are animals, animals don't go to heaven, and uh, um, you know basically it ends up like the Catholic God sends dogs to heaven. Come here to you know this church, and I, I just think it's funny. Because so many people love their animals, and they want, you know, if they believe these stories and, and believe in heaven, you want your animal to be there with you in heaven, especially at that moment in time mm-hmm. shortly after they've died. And there's that one special dog or one special animal that you can think of that will, that you, you know, that's the one I want for all eternity. And, uh, you know, so many people think of it that way. And I, I was told in school, and I think it's a really great answer if you're going to give one, is heaven isn't disappointing no matter what happens. So 
then you get to make whatever answer you want to make up because you're not going to be disappointed, right? You might as well make it up because that's what they did. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> it's, that's the most amazing thing about people being so gullible when it comes to organized religion. I mean, to the whole idea that some doddering old man in Vatican City has the red line to God and is the only person on earth that uh, can talk to God, is uh, the idea that anybody would even accept that. It's just amazing. Is it, are we in the 21st century? <laughs> the, the, the whole idea that we're still here, where people are just accepting whatever it is they're told at face value. Oh, well, I see that you are wearing a priest uniform. You, therefore, must know more than I do about all things holy. Uh, just accept their word and then structure their lives around the words of these individuals and and feel guilty about doing the things that they want to do whether it's you know having sex before marriage or looking at naked people or whatever it is feeling guilty about it because somebody told them that god told them that they shouldn't do it i mean you're just allowing yourselves to be controlled by people that want to uh, control you that's all that's happening that's absolutely what religions are for and i think um that to some extent man controlling man but, the, but yeah. i think it, to some extent it's good right like if you do bad things you're going to go to hell I don't want people to do bad things, so if they have to believe some silly story in order to not do them, I, but they I would don't prefer... have to. They don't have to. I don't. I don't. Doing bad. Things I don't believe the story, in... and I don't do bad things. Right. Doing so... bad things results in bad things happening. It was like you were saying before, right. Mark. You create so your own hell. I believe God created a universe where doing bad things results in bad things happening Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. So you you by doing bad things create your own hell. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I understand I like the why that... they created these uh, these religions in order to control people. I get it, but yeah, you know, it's it, those religions were appropriate for those times. At this point, two thousand years later, uh, the, the Christian religion has fallen apart from a logical standpoint. It just can't hold up to science today. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can bring up your thoughts on this or anything else that you want. Uh, I like the the pantheist view, which uh, which I just heard something last night that was pretty cool. Or yesterday was pretty cool. The idea that not only are we all essentially God. That's a pantheistic view. Is that everything, all that is, is if you want to call it God, you Christianity can. touches on that by calling us all sons of God. And it does. I mean, that's true. Pantheism, true. pantheism says we're all pieces of God. Christianity says we're all sons of God. What difference does it make? Same thing. Some would say that we are, in fact, creating God. Because somebody's going to say, well, if you're all God, then what about Hitler? Or what about all these, you know, violent people? What about all the terrible things uh, that happen? And Said they're all God, not all good. This, well, right. Well, the suggestion is that in this, in this realm of the relative, you cannot know good unless you know bad. You can't know what's good unless you've experienced the other. And so the idea is that uh, we get to choose how we experience these things, these things that happen around us. We get to choose what our reaction is, or not our reaction, but we get to choose how we experience them. If we want to react out of fear, we want to react out of love, we get that ultimate choice. And Hopefully, we'll make more choices to, uh, toward love and, and joy and, and positive things rather than negativity and breaking people down and, and hurting others. And, and that's part of what the, I think the whole liberty movement is about, is showing our neighbors that we respect them and that we accept their choices for their own lives without throwing them in a jail cell and, and harming them. I think there's a, that's a big step toward loving one another and, and helping each other you know, kind of take the next step toward essentially becoming uh, the evolution into the god i mean for lack of a better term i mean i i don't like the term god because it kind of it has this uh 
people have it in their heads that it's this kind of old man in the sky, as you were describing earlier. So I, I don't like it, but it's you know it's kind of the best term for something that's be, that's better than where we are, bigger than us. Yeah, and that, that we're evolving essentially. We are creating God every single moment. It's kind of an interesting idea. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Let's talk to Cliff in Florida. Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, there was a call a few calls ago that was talking about the Federal Reserve and how um, the federal government is pretty much clogging up their window. And I think you guys kind of missed something. And if you don't mind me going on a rant for about one minute. Go for it. That's about all you got. Okay. So, um, basically, I think what he was trying to explain, and I could be wrong about this, but um, uh, imagine this. The Federal Reserve has a – let's pretend you know, they're trying to keep inflation from going up too far, too, uh, too quickly. So basically they'll, what they'll do is every you – know, whatever number of years, they'll add, up, you know, add a dollar more, et cetera, whatever it is. Let's imagine that a total of $10 right now for, planned out for this year. Now, if the federal government borrows $8 out of that, that only needs $2 out for the rest of the companies out there to borrow to increase their businesses or whatever they have to do. Mm-hmm. So essentially, essentially, I think what's, ha- what's happening right now is this. Um, yeah, <laughs> this, this, um, the fact that the federal government is borrowing so much money from the Federal Reserve directly, that leaves basically all the other businesses pretty much out in the cold. So this depression is about to get a lot worse than what it is now. Well, some per- certainly people are uh, are predicting that, and it's a it's a possibility. Yeah, I hope it's not so, but you know, I, I my hope doesn't matter really. Thanks for sharing that, Cliff, and thank you for the call tonight. Hour number three is coming up. You can bring up whatever you want. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Hour three on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go to our phone calls. Carrie has been waiting very patiently in Louisiana listening to KBYO. Good evening, Carrie. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um... I just want to bring back up the the topic of Christianity and the Bible, mm-hmm. and I sure. want to let you know that that really offends me. Um, and in the, today's world, where we have so many liberals, and it seems like the liberal world is is always on top or or is hard more than the conservative side. You know, I want to complain because all I ever hear is about. You know how the, the the people that aren't Christians are offended about the Christian life. Well, I'm complaining because I'm tired of hearing about people downgrading my God and my Bible. And I think y'all are speaking out of turn. You don't know what you're saying. You haven't read the Bible, so you don't. I've read it almost. I've read it the Old Testament three times and the New Testament seven times. Well, you've missed some of it or something because the things that you've said do not. It's not what the Bible says. Okay, which parts do we have wrong? Well, I can't. I'm not going to name each part. Just pick one. Pick one or two. 
What what, what one part well, the, stuck out right, to you as being wrong? Let's go back to the wrong. part where y'all were talking about children, where they go to heaven or hell when they die at a young age. Yeah. It's, it plainly says in there that if a, a child dies before they know what is right and wrong, they have a special place in God's book in heaven. I'm you should have been able to see that. Not familiar Bible. with that verse. Um, I'm sure that uh, if, if I'm wrong, someone will uh, send me the verse. But weren't we I, talking about how Christians... I don't want to ask you, where is that? Because that's not really fair. But weren't we talking about at that time during that conversation how different uh, Christians believe different things about that? Weren't... weren't Mark, I'm asking you. I, I believe so. If, it, if you're a true Christian, you believe the Bible. You believe every word of it. Ah. So do you believe that Noah floated around um, on an ark for a year? Yes, I believe. If it's in the Bible and it says that, then I believe I believe it to the T. Now, where do you think the water went? Because it would have required um, about 10 feet of water to fall per minute in order to just cover the mountains in the Middle East. Um, forget about leaving extra water over the top of them or Mount Everest or anything like that. Just the mountains in the Middle East it would have required 10 feet per minute, which I think you'd agree is a lot of water falling very, very fast. Um, for 40 days and 40 nights to cover those mountains. Um, where do you think, and that, that ends up being a volume of water that's five times the amount of water that's currently on the planet, where'd the water go? I, I don't know where the water went. I'm not, I'm not worried about where the water went. I don't, I'm not going to question it. But uh, now, now, now hold on. Before you is. go any farther, you're not you're choosing not to question it. But I choose That's to right. I, I choose to question it. Do you think that God will send me to hell for asking that question and not being able to come up with an answer that I find satisfactory? No, this is this is what God will send you to hell for, and this is what I believe. Okay. And I believe in your heart that both of you know the answer. But here's this is what I'm going to tell you that. If you don't believe in God and and Jesus as your Savior, then that's what will send you to hell. But do you understand that the book that has Jesus, you know, that tells me that I should have Jesus as my Savior is the same book that has the Noah story in it that I can't believe? And you yourself said that Christians believe every word of the Bible. So therefore, since I don't believe the the story of Noah, I can't believe the story of Jesus um, because it's in the same book. Do you get that? I mean, I agree with you. Christians believe every word of the Bible. I totally agree with you. That's how I was raised. And because I can't, I, I can't, ju- I can't come up, um, believe this story of Noah or the Tower of Babel or Balaam and his talking ass or any of these other stories, then I can't believe the story of Jesus coming in, uh, you know, God in one form and then this whole Trinity thing, which sounds crazy to me. Uh, do, you, do you understand how I'm, I'm stuck on the horns of that dilemma and that it would seem unfair to me that the fair and just God would send me to hell for not believing some stories that seem just plain old outlandish? Well, I mean, I mean, I can see in today's world why you don't believe that because you've never seen that. But I... is. Christian in my heart, and I know that God is my Savior and Jesus is my Savior, that I know that whatever he says in there, that happened, and I can't change that. How do you know? It's called faith. Ah, okay. Somebody told you that, right? So somebody, when you were growing up, mom and dad presumably took you to church. Okay, you're right. I have been in church since day one, but let me tell you something. I, when I was going up in my teenage years, my college years, there was questions, you know, that I had. Mm-hmm. But then there, when I got saved, 
and I knew that Jesus was my Savior, there was something in my heart, in my mind, that told me, hey, this is what happened. This is right, and this is what I should do. And they and told, and, no, the, and if, what it was, if, it told if I died, And if I died tonight, if I did not wake up tomorrow, I know where I would be. And there's no other comfort like that. And I think that if y'all, I think it's in your heart. I think if you've ever experienced Christianity to any extent, I think you're born with it. No. I well, mean, God created That's kind of like saying... That's kind of like saying God only likes people born in, in the United States and Western white Europe. Western culture. You know, I mean, no, that's see, that's that, what I'm talking about. You're not even see, Christianity didn't even start in the United States. You're right. I heard in, that Jesus was English. Israel. So, so you feel I'm it in your so you, so something told you in your heart that well, the I don't Bible wanna, was I don't want to bake this guy over. I'm not baking I, him. I, it's, he's, it's we're not having a conversation. conversation. My question is, is that well, he's offended, and I'm I haven't gone after his religion at all. My question is, is don't you think it's unfair for God to send me to hell when I don't believe it, and it seems outlandish to me? I mean, his his religion, if it makes him feel better, is fine. Mine sure. makes me feel better. I'm all for it. Yeah, I feel great, and I'm not interested. It's my under, you know, the, I recall the verse where it says that it's you better you'd be better off with a millstone tied around your neck to leave than to lead one of mine astray. And I'm not looking to lead one of your. Um, no, you know, if you're happy one, with your belief system, that's great. Fine and dandy. I've got questions, and I don't think God throws people in hell for questions. Do you? No, I don't think that he throws people in hell for, for questions. What I do know is that if you do not believe that Jesus is your Savior, that's what causes you to go to hell. How can you believe it if you have questions? Well, there's, I mean, that's, if, if you believe that, if you believe that, that knocks But I don't believe it. Questions. I have That's some questions. <laughs> I can't believe it until my questions are answered. Um, now, the other thing is, is, I'd like to point out, we're not liberals. Ian, you a liberal? No, I'm a voluntarist. Um, I would consider myself, you know, like conservative would be, would be the terminology I used at one point. Now I would call myself a libertarian, which is fiscally conservative socially liberal because i believe that people should be able to do what they want as long as they don't hurt other people and if they do hurt other people they should have to make good for that and um isn't that what jesus would do i i believe he would i I don't think jesus would go around telling people how they would live i think he would tell them that they would have to cast that if they were without sin they could cast the first stone that's why jesus was sent here as as a human but something that 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 we could relate to and see God in. And he was a perfect human. There's no other perfect human other than Jesus. So we shouldn't... Um, so according to what Jesus' words were, we shouldn't be condemning people for actions like gambling or pornography or any of those things because only someone without sin can cast the first stone. Wouldn't you agree? You judge people on their fruit. And that is in fruit being... Not, not, if, not if you're a Christian, you don't. Jesus, well, you can judge them if you wish. You cannot punish them. You cannot That's punish correct. somebody legally. So you agree that um, somebody should, if they want in America, be able to gamble and that there's nothing that uh, that the government shouldn't have anything to do with it? Or if they want to, they should be able to look at pornography or go to a, a hooker. Or if they want to drink in excess or do drugs, that they should be allowed to and that the government shouldn't have any say in that? No, but Jesus, I mean, God gives you that freedom to make those decisions but he wishes that you would not and that you would follow him. I got no problems with what you have to say. Thanks for the call, Kerry. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. 
That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever you want. You're saying you don't have a problem with him because he doesn't want to enforce his viewpoint on That's, you? It's, it's fine with me. He sounds like a good man. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, you can click and download right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience completely free at freetalklive.com. You know your email is not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Well, wrong. Introducing PrivacyHarbor.com. It's an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. You can sign up for a free account today at PrivacyHarbor.com because normal email is not secure. PrivacyHarbor.com. 800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls. Ladies first, it's Leslie in Ohio. Leslie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hi, Leslie. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I was just calling about the gentleman that uh, just phoned in about Christians. Yes. Um, I find it a little disturbing for someone to speak on my behalf because I am a Christian. Okay. And I don't believe everything that the Bible says because Why? not every word of that was written by God or Jesus. But that's what he believes. Well, he not believes- any of it was written by God or Jesus, but um, what? so it's th- I'm confused. Well, there's the fact is that it should be all about believing in God and Jesus, not word for word and verse for verse, or you're going to go to, you know, down there if you do the wrong thing. Do you um, believe there so is So you don't think that women have to uh, wear, have their heads covered if they leave the house? Oh, that's just like in the Bible about the, when a woman menstruates, how that she was to be separated from the man because it was a time when it was almost a shame. And, and I did read that. I mean, it wasn't word for word, but there is references in the Bible that do upset me because I am a woman. And I, according to the Bible, I was put here to serve a man. Right. There's a lot of I, cultural, I a lot of cultural conventions that have changed right. from two to four thousand years ago. The men created that religion. I mean, essentially. And again, it's all about, as we were talking earlier, about controlling people. So, do, so you're a Christian that doesn't necessarily adhere to every single word in the Bible. But do you also hold the belief that there is a hell? And if so, what are the parameters that would send one there? I do believe that there is a hell, and that. Of course, I do believe that murder is one of them. Um, I'm horrible to say this, but I don't believe in abortion unless it's, like, medically necessary. I'm I'm with you. I entirely agree with that. However, I wouldn't legislate that belief on someone else. I think that there have been a great deal of problems with the prohibition of abortion um, in this country, and I I don't want to bring those problems back. However, I believe that it is immoral. So you are a Christian who simply believes that specific acts... Would send one to hell, not necessarily, uh, as the last guy was suggesting, the lack of belief in Jesus as a Savior? Yes, to, to a degree. I believe that you should actually believe in a higher power. And, I mean, part of that is we don't know exactly what is there, but we've believed this for so so many years and so many hundreds of years that there's something. And everybody in one culture or another claims it is some kind of a god and... Of course, Christianity is one of the top. 
Right. It's yeah. it's the, one of the big boys on the the planet. Certainly the one around here it is, and you know it was how I was raised, and and I sort of I judge my life based on the Christian religion that uh, that I have um, learned. But I, I do have a you know I have a problem with the idea that is all you have to do is say that Jesus Christ is my savior and I believe it, and that's it. Because um, well, what about the criminally insane? Let's take Hitler. He's always a great example, right? Good old Hitler. What if? And I've heard he was Catholic. What if Hitler believed that he was doing the right? thing. I know that Martin Luther, who started the Protestant movement, um, the Lutherans, uh, he really hated Jews and believed that they were responsible for, uh, you know, killing Jesus. Hitler hated Jews. Martin Luther hated Jews. Both of these guys would have been, uh, could have, uh, Hitler could have considered himself a Christian. Doing the doing God's work, he could have been misled, but as long as he accepted Jesus as his personal savior, you can kill millions of Jews. He didn't actually do the gas chambering. He ordered it, It right? doesn't really matter. I, uh. I wouldn't think. I mean, but what do you anyone think? Who, anybody who would harm another human being just because they didn't believe in what they wanted is absolutely wrong. They're 100% wrong. It, it, you don't take another person's life unless your life is in danger. And, and if someone, of course, referring to Hitler... He was criminally insane. In my book, he should have been the one who was put to death for what he had done. Yeah, well, he he did die, but uh, I, you know, I, if there is a hell, I don't mind if Hitler ends up there. I don't believe that there is, but it sound, doesn't sound to me that you know your religion is Christianity. It sounds like you've made one up that's better, um, and that's fine. Well, what, yeah, that's okay. I agree. I believe there's hell, but I think, in in, in my own mind, that. God has his own plan for everybody. For what your hell is going to be what you've done in your lifetime. For everything that you will repent, everything that you have done, you will live that over and over and over again. That's my belief. So you will live with what you've done in the afterlife. So um, That's hell. That's your hell. Everybody has their own personal hell, and I believe that's it. I gotcha. Um, now, does, uh, do, does everybody go to hell then? Or the people that uh, on aggregate have done more good things than bad things? You know, kind of like the, the cosmic scale uh, concept. Do the ones that just squeak across the old scale line there, and do they make, go to heaven? Or how's it work? See, that's the thing. We don't know. I wish I could that. So, but I do believe there's something, because we are too phenomenal not to have been created by something that is you know, extraordinary, because the world is just just amazing. I agree with you. I, I don't disagree that God exists. I only disagree that uh, Jesus would be the only pathway to him. Thank you, Leslie, for the conversation tonight. I appreciate your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Uh, we continue with Chris listening to KBYO in Louisiana. Hello, Chris. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's Howdy. on your mind tonight, Chris? I, I'm good. I appreciate you taking my call. Just Absolutely. a little retrospective here. It's kind of difficult because there's nothing as a Christian tangible to put your hands on. So most of all, it's pretty much, you know, you have to have some sort of faith. Being raised in a religious environment, father being a minister. You know, I have questions myself, and I think we all do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the bottom line, I, I think, is we, we have to focus on something that we believe in. And that's what pretty much carries us through. And if we have faith and, and in our own beliefs, and who's to judge right, wrong, or indifferent? But, you know... It, God is, and he'll send I, you to hell. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I don't live in a glass house. And I'm certainly not the one to cast a stone, so I'm not perfect, but I have to have some sort of faith and belief in to, to raise, raise my children and set the core values for them and to set some sort of standard. You know, I, 
I, I don't know, but I have belief. If that if that makes any sense. I'm to with you. you. I understand. Now, my I've got a son too. Um, his name's Jack, and he's uh, 11 months. Uh, yep, 11 months today. And I I'm going to raise him in some you know sort of my version of religion, which is that you know the the world has been set up to reward good behavior and um, to to punish bad behavior. That God has created a world that does that and you know i'm not going to i'm not going to cloud his mind with any of this uh, jesus stuff in my to my opinion do you think that uh, he's going to grow up with a skewed moral compass as a result uh, no i don't i actually i don't i think you know we, we teach our children right wrong and, and they choose to do with it once they get reach a certain age anyways and they're they to develop their own opinions and from what they see around them and most of all from us but you know, again, being raised in a Christian environment, and, and a, my father being a minister, but I've seen the political aspect of churches. I've seen the in and out, and I, I've honestly—it's been harder raised in that environment than I would see from the outside looking in. I right, thank you, and, Chris, for the discussion tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I think it's much more valuable to create. Well, your values from your own experiences of what you believe to be right and wrong rather than to just have it handed down from on high. More coming up, Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Too small for me.com. That's uh, the numeral two and the numeral four. Too small for me.com. You can clean out unwanted or unused kids' items from your home, save money by grabbing donated items, take advantage of the coupons and freebies on the site. It's easy to use. All the features on the site are absolutely free. You don't have to trash it. You can pass it. My wife actually put uh, some baby items on there, or at least a baby item that I know of, on uh, too small for me.com. Very cool. We continue here. As you can see, Free Talk Live is the show about anything. We have uh, been all over the map from the courtroom to religion as we continue with your calls. Chad is in Louisiana listening to KBYO. Hello, Chad. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for being here. What's on your mind? Uh, Got a question about a couple of statements. Uh, One thing that bothers me is People living their life off of what they think or their opinion, uh, if they believe in God and they've read the Old Testament and the New Testament, they would find out that each nation that did not honor God uh, was destroyed. Every time a king or a leader put God first and honored him as God and king, tore down the Asher poles, the Baal worshippers, and put God first, they were fruitful. They had a blessed life. Uh, when Jesus comes along, he tells everyone that he is God in flesh and that everyone who believes in God must go through him to get to heaven. There are uh, consequences for sins. Uh, Jesus provides us grace 
we're saved by our faith through him. Uh, but he asked us to obey the gospel, and that's a message that is getting watered down and not spoken about. People want to. I, I hear you. They want to live their lives. If Jesus they, they don't was, have a consequence. I, 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 I know people do. There are people out that that do want to live without consequences, and they will be sorely, sorely um, mistaken when the time comes that they have to pay for those consequences. Yeah, but it'll think, catch up. Yeah, it, it catches up really quickly too. I mean, you do bad things. Bad things happen right away. Um, but I've got this question. If Jesus really wanted me to do that stuff, and why didn't he write so much as his name down on a cocktail napkin? I mean, the guy didn't write one single thing. He was here on the planet 33 years, but I'm supposed to believe, what, Paul, who didn't write, um, who, who never even met the guy, who wrote more than half of the, the books in the New Testament? Don't you think that if Jesus really, really was God and it was a sort of a fair setup, he would have wrote down, I'm God and I'm writing this to you. Wouldn't that be a little more fair? So you don't believe that Jesus is real because he didn't write his own letters? Well, um, I, real? Um, I don't know what real means. Uh, it's, it's very possible that a man named Jesus of Nazareth existed and uh, led people around. I, I did see that David Koresh guy and that Jim Jones fellow, so I, I know uh-huh. that people can lead folks around in that manner. But it's also kind of strange that, there's a, that, that there are many uh, legendary and uh, demigod sort of figures uh, and myths all over that uh, general geographic vicinity where they are all born on December 25th. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're all chased out of their home region by an angry king. That's what I want to ask. I want to. I mean, Chad, you're somebody obviously believes very strongly in. Uh, it sounds to me like the Bible. Are you a literalist? You believe every word is true. Well, I read in uh, I believe it's Second Timothy three sixteen that all Scripture is God breathed, and writers were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Uh, so yes. So you do. Now, so why is it that you believe that that particular book, that the Bible, and I, I don't deny that there's some good stuff in there. I, I think there's some also some contradictory and some bad things. But nonetheless, why is it that that one book and that one religion in your mind is the right one? Why is it that the thousands of other religions around the world and the other icons and the other books are wrong and you're right? Why? When I read God's Word... I can look with my own eyes and see his creation that his words are spoken about. So how many other holy books have you read? I haven't read but one holy book. Then how? So you have no comparison or contrast, right? Is it possible that somebody else halfway across the world who's reading a different holy book and who worships a slightly different God could make the same statement, that he reads those that holy book and he feels the same way as you do? Would he be any less, his opinion be any less valid than yours? Chad? Yep. Was that your answer, is yes, or were you just responding no, to me was, calling your name? I was thinking about your question. Uh, when you refer to holy books, what are you referring to? Um, how about the Tibetan Book of the Dead? How about the Koran? Um, you know, I'm sure that there are. I, I don't know all the religions in the world. I know the the Zoroastrians have some kind of uh, document that uh, mm-hmm. you know the the keepers of the flame and uh, the, the. There's quite a few others. So but, you know. That's so what again, I, I would add. I do have one question: Is what are you counting time by? 
I use my watch. That's an interesting question, but it will, uh, I'd like to get you to answer my question first, and that was about the other uh, the other guy. Well, let's call him Chad uh, in China or Chong in China, who is uh, reading some other different book, uh, some other religious book, and feels it in his heart that it's true uh, that you know that's that's God speaking to him. Uh, is his yeah. opinion any less valid than yours? Well, I'm not giving you my opinion. For starters, what are you well, giving? He's, his opinion is that, that the Bible is correct, you're so saying therefore that it must be correct. You're sp- speaking fact, not opinion. Is that what you're saying? I'm speaking if you take the history book and you take science and you take the Bible, all three of them are in agreement. Well, actually, you don't want to drag science into you, this. You, one. you don't want to drag history into it either. It's a very. Li- it's it's. In fact, they can't prove that the Jews were in Egypt at all, and there's no evidence whatever that they wandered around 40 years in the desert. Um, that in fact they were probably in Canaan the whole time. But okay. So let's say that he believes that his book is uh, is fact too. Is his fact any less true than your fact? I understand why. Book you... is, uh, if his book is referring to God and Jesus, no. we're probably on the same page. Yeah, no Jesus. It's not gonna be, Jesus isn't going to show up too much in the other religions. I, I think he's going to be mentioned by the, uh, the Muslims briefly, and that's going to be about it. So no yeah. Jesus. So you're saying that that man's truth is less than yours. You have the correct truth. It is your truth that is the ultimate truth, and everyone else's truth that they have determined for themselves, because they believe in whatever it is they believe in, is invalid to you. Is that correct? God's truth is the truth. And you believe, sir, that you have the exclusive uh, story on what God's truth is? Yes, I do. Thank you for the call tonight. What else can you say to that? Yeah, you know, he's got the he's got the faith in what he believes in. I... I've got faith in what I believe in, too. I believe it sounds kind of silly. We continue uh, talking to Ashley in Illinois. Ashley, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How are you doing today? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I just have a few questions for you guys. Sure. Um, Excellent. Since you have a radio show, I imagine you guys don't do too much uh, else other than that, besides activism and doing your radio show, radio show, I'm sure you guys have a few uh, hours during the day for yeah. freedom. I, I, I suppose, um, so I was but wondering before you go on, actually, time, before you go on, Ashley, I, both of us do spend most of the day working on the radio show. So it's, it's uh, uh, you know, I, lounging on a yacht uh, <laughs> you know, with a margarita in my hand and uh, beautiful women, uh, you know, at my beck and call. That's not what's happening. Although I do. Okay, so you guys are working like uh, like eight hour days. I wouldn't go so eight hour days. I I I get up at uh, between eight thirty and nine. Hopefully, I'm making. I I read my emails. uh, We are the affiliate relations department and sales department uh, for this show. We are everything. You guys are running the show. Yes. But I'm wondering, you guys have a lot of um, time to do some reading on uh, liberty minded. Uh, publications and such. I, I I read them. I mean, I don't have as much I time as have I'd as, like. Yeah, I have as much time as the average guy. I probably less time than the average guy, but I I do make an effort. You've got questions. Hang on, we will have answers in moments. More with Ashley and your calls as well at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The remaining moments are approaching. Still enough time for your call if you make it right now. 800-259-9231. Mark is shaking his head. I disagree. You could, we could probably still sneak you in here. All right. This is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. That never brought to you by SACL CAI. More in moments. 
This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up what you want. Even in these remaining moments, we might be able to sneak your call in at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live over at promote.freetalklive.com. Whole list of things you can do. Most of them are totally free or very low cost. Promote.freetalklive.com. We go back to Ashley in Illinois. Ashley, you had begun the process of getting to something, and I'm not sure where you're going, so continue. Okay, I'll sum it up for you guys here. I was just basically trying to get an idea of the amount of books you guys read um, on maybe a weekly or yearly basis, uh, as a lot of listeners are also probably wondering um, what kind of different viewpoints you guys are, uh, you know, taking inspiration from. Honestly, and I don't also, read as many books as I would like to. Uh, I've I'm in I've been in the middle of Complete Liberty by Wes Bertrand for months now, and it's been on my list to read a chapter every single week. But for whatever reason, I just haven't been making time uh, enough to do that. So I am I am at this point in my life very slow at going through books. Yeah, neither one of us is really a scholar. Currently, I'm reading uh, Mistakes Were Made, but not by me, um, and uh, a fiction book uh, by. Uh, um, Will Williamson, uh, Michael Z. Williamson. So okay, well, you know, I I would just like suggest you know it may be helpful to your radio show and just your personal lives to you know just check out some different opinions that are out there. And also, I was wondering, have either of you read um, a book called The Future of Freedom? No, nope, I have freedom. not. I, 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 maybe I don't know. Okay, well, I was just wondering, well, well, maybe you guys it? should check it out. Tell What's us about, about it. I actually don't know about it. I actually just saw a lady on the L train in Chicago reading it. I saw it over her shoulder. I was intrigued, and I've actually just ordered it through Amazon and the Free Talk Live link. So I would suggest it to you guys as well. Great. I mean, as far as reading about different viewpoints, I mean, would you suggest I read, like, you know, the Little Red Book of Communism or something like that, something contrary? I mean, it couldn't hurt. I really think the more you know, the, the more better opinion you can make under- on a variety of different topics. I understand that books have the, uh, the the feeling of authority to them, but um, when I do, you know, I spend a great deal of my day reading, but I read, you know, emails from the listeners internet, yeah. and, uh, you know, articles on the internet and, and those kind of things. And I, I must say that I, I don't particularly like reading articles on the internet. However, printing them all out so that I can sit there and read them uh, makes, make, you know, makes for a lot of waste. So I'm not, I'm not really sure what you mean by the feeling of authority in articles. I mean, it depends where you're getting. No, your I'm saying the, from. the feeling of the feeling of authority in books because it has been bound by you know cardboard that somehow we feel that the book is yeah, has has more authority. Whereas, I mean, why isn't it that what uh, pr- people that call on the call in on this show and talk about why isn't it what, what they say valuable? I have to say, I've learned uh, a lot. I mean, I think it is valuable. I think you're totally misinterpreting my point. I didn't mean that there was any authority about books. I think that reading different books will give you different viewpoints and therefore will enable you to make, you know, different conclusions and thoughts about 
different topics. Well, I mean, we get, I mean, we get, as, as Mark said, there are people that call this show with uh, right, widely spend, differing I viewpoints. I spend 18 hours a week on the radio listening to people's d- different viewpoints, and, you know, some of them change my mind. They really, really do. I mean, if you listen to the show for over the last almost, we're you're starting on seven years now, going on seven years now, you'll see that my viewpoint has tra- changed dramatically. Both of us have shifted yeah. in our uh, current right. understanding of things. And so, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I, I don't like books. I do love books, but as I just far don't as, have the time to yeah. read the, uh, anything more well, than I, I do. I wasn't really trying to start an argument, you know, There's like no you should read here. books or you shouldn't read books. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you know, you guys have a lot of viewpoints, and I'm sure there's other listeners out there who are wondering, you know, do these guys read a lot? How many books do they read a year? That now kind you know. of thing. Now you know. I hardly read any books every I single read, year. I uh, read an hour a day. Thank you for the call tonight, Ashley. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. I I really wish I read more, but if I'm going to read more, I've got a stack of books that uh, that I've yet to read that I want to read. I have all kinds of books that I want to read. I, I can't really see myself putting aside a book like Complete Liberty or something else that I might be interested in reading and going and picking up, you know, Karl Marx's Manifesto or, or whatever. I just, yeah, I'm so not interested in that. Basically, if we do read, we're likely to read the books that sort of agree with where we're at currently. So or they we take me to a hone the knife that we um, wield, the whole, hone the, the scalpel of liberty. Well, so not that necessarily we can... that. I mean, or just a book that I'm interested in, whatever, for whatever reason, I have an interest in, uh, that I have a new interest. I might want to follow that particular path, but I have no real interest in learning about how to control other people. I mean, as far as all of the other alternate viewpoints of uh, you know, on the political spectrum, I've rejected the, the idea of using a coercive force on my neighbors. And the reality is that's what most of the political viewpoints out there are, with the exception of the concepts of liberty. So what's the, what would the point in, uh, in going and reading all, of, all kinds of opposition books be? I, I, I know you could say, well, you'd be more well-rounded, well, you'd be better, uh, better able to, uh, to rebut their points, but I don't feel like I have a problem rebutting statism. Uh, you know, I, I when I was in prison for nine years, I spent a lot of time uh, reading. I wanted to, to read the, the classics. That way, when a person was talking about a particular work of literature, I could say, yep, I read that. And yeah. I've read quite a few of them uh, because I can. I really enjoy fiction as opposed to nonfiction. I just I find it difficult I, yeah. to read the nonfiction. Um, I like nonfiction. Yeah. I don't really read fiction anymore. Yeah, to you it would seem like a waste, I would imagine. Uh, just, you know, that's how you would feel. Julia and I, uh, about a, I guess about a year ago, Ago, we read Dexter together, so that was the last fiction that I... Actually, excuse me, speaking of prison, I did read while I was in jail over that weekend, and I finished an Alfred Hitchcock uh, book from the 1960s, which was actually a compilation of short stories written by people other than Alfred Hitchcock. So apparently he picked a bunch of short stories and put it into a book. So that was the most recent other book that I've read. All right, we continue with your calls. Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live on the Ampline. Yeah, I'm tired of the way you guys are always ragging on Christians. You know, you're going to roast in hell forever, and I'm going to be up there in heaven. I'm going to be watching you guys while you're turning on that spit down there, and I'm going to be laughing and thinking, oh, all those times you made fun of Christians on the radio, now it ain't so funny anymore, is it, huh? Oh, huh? Gene, you're, you're you playing. You really think God's yeah. going to send me to hell, Gene? And you know, no, he doesn't. And you know, I'm going to be rubbing my hands together, and I'm going to be like, you know, maybe I'll get a hot dog on a stick and I'll stick it down there. I'll roast uh-huh. it right over you guys. <laughs> yeah. Was that all you had, Gene? Were you trying to razz us or do you have no, something else? No, no, no. I'm serious now. I, I believe in, I'm a Christian. I believe yes, in uh, Jesus as our Lord and Savior. I don't, I, I reject the hell thing. You know, I, I don't, 
by the hell thing. I think that That's uh, good. everybody's going to have a chance at uh, at salvation. I, I'm, I guess you could call me a universalist in that regard. But mm-hmm. Mark, you stumble on some of the uh, things in the Bible that I have very simple explanations for. You know, you stumble on that that flood story. The flood story is a very has a very simple explanation. Tectonics. And it's very scientific. You know, and I'm sure that you've heard this before, that nobody said that all these mountains were as high as they are today during the time of the flood. Nobody said the oceans were as deep as they are today uh, at the time of the flood. So a worldwide flood could very easily have, have happened, and then as a result of the uh, the shift in the global uh, uh, chaos or the uh, global catastrophe that was going on during that time the mountains rose the the oceans dropped uh it's a very simple explanation it could happen gene if 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 the world yes you're right if the world went completely flat all the water would cover everything and i understand completely but this was a mere four thousand years ago by uh you know by the biblical um, chronology there and from a geological standpoint four thousand years ago is is very short period of time and it's not just we can go into that again later i don't want to get into science i want to get into motivations what about the what about this god that's supposed to be all loving why would he drown all of his wonderful creatures and creations well i don't know exactly all the answers and i don't claim fair, to know that's the a fair answer I, that's that's one thing that guy had very good that he hit you with and and uh, you guys kind of glossed over it he said what? he doesn't know where the water went and that's a good answer because we don't know but There's wait wait that we don't know <laughs> well not knowing would also uh, leave gene gene that wasn't us. I'm here. Oh, oh you there are there. Okay. okay, not knowing would I'm also here. leave uh, leave one with a uh, hey, it didn't happen. You know, <laughs> like there's that possibility well, you too. Know, maybe it was a maybe it was a local flood and not a worldwide flood, like some people say. But I think mm. personally, I don't see any problem with it being a worldwide flood. It's, I do not. Uh, very likely, it was a impossible. local flood um, between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, and it didn't cover. It didn't even cover everything in the in that floodplain. Um, but if you look at all the cultures in the pl- on this planet, or most of the cultures, they a great deal of them have a flood story in their uh, in in their uh, culture. There've so been a great deal I of floods, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gene, we're out of time, man. Thank as you, always, man. thank you for the conversation. All right. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can bring up anything. That's why we call the show Free Talk Live. But you can't do it now because we're done for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night with three more hours for you to dial in about whatever you want. We'll see you then and online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.